Welcome to Deep Dive from Colonial Church. These are meant to act as a companion to our messages, where we dive into some of the details of the larger points, gain insight into what some of the takeaways were, and just talk about things we liked. We encourage you to listen to the companion message before diving in. Otherwise, enjoy. How are you? I am excellent. It's a little chilly this morning, but I'm excellent. It is. It is a little chilly. <laughs> it's like really, for those of you who don't have any context, we live in Florida in a beach town. So we're used to those nice 80 and 90 degree weather yeah, and it's it? like 40 something. Right yeah. Now. It was like 30 something yesterday. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I was into it for like a few days. For, for about three minutes. And then I got tired of being cold. <laughs> and you're like, nope, I'm good. Uh, well, enough with the weather. Let's talk about Pastor Jill gave a message this past weekend. And man, was it something. It was. What'd you think about it? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it um, surprised people in a good way. Yeah. She was talking about disappointment. Yeah. It was titled What to Do with Disappointment. It's part of the greatest year of my life series that pastor matt started so yeah it was it was surprising i feel like and we finished it up right we finished up the series I'm, with that one maybe i'm not sure i think so i believe so possibly but um yeah i, I thought it was great um i felt like at the end of each service that it brought healing into the room i really felt like the way that god spoke through her um brought healing to people's lives and it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time before anyone deals with disappointment, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think it's, it's definitely worth talking about bringing mm-hmm. up that subject. And um, yeah, I thought it brought healing and freedom to people. Yeah. I think for me, what was awesome was um, it, I think normalized for everybody that you're going to have disappointment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was, um, it was very much like a, hey, everybody goes through this. So don't get upset about it. Don't worry about it. Don't feel like you're falling short somehow. Like this is part of life, but there actually is a real proper way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I thought that was really cool. Like I was sitting back there going like, oh, this puts in context to everyone who's ever been disappointed and then felt guilty about being disappointed. Like, cause I think that's the flip side. Like we hit, we get disappointed and then we're like, am I allowed to be disappointed at God? Like, can I, like, can I feel this way? And it's like, well, actually, if you change it, you know, she talked about disappointment versus lamenting and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like there's a way to go about it that's healthy and doesn't like ruin your year and things like that. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then she, she mentioned, um, in a way like switching disappointment for living hope. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really impactful as well. And I was thinking about that verse that she mentioned where it talks about, you know, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Anchor I'm like, for the soul, man. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is here still. Yeah. And I can switch my disappointment for living hope because Jesus is involved in my life. And because of all that he's overcome, I'm I'm more than capable of overcoming, you know, a situation that might be disappointing or a season of disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like we can get through anything. And I, I really loved that thought. 
Yeah, it was really cool. I love what she came out and she said, disappointment is the wasteland of hope deferred. Like that was a good takeaway. And it really made sense. Like we have this hope and the hope doesn't go away when we get disappointed. Like the hope is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just deferred to something else. So you don't know what the season, like you don't know how long the season you're in is going to be, you know. And just because you ask God for something and it doesn't come along in the time that you think it should or it looks different than you think it should, God still has a perfect plan and mm-hmm. he's still moving and you're still on that path, you know. And like that really for me was a perspective shift, like the idea that, okay, disappointment is just hope deferred. Like, how do yeah? How can that change the paradigm? Like that was pretty awesome to me. Mm-hmm. So, and that his timing is perfect too. Yeah, and I'd always want his timing over my timing. Yeah, you know, I'd always pick his, or I, I strive to always pick his timing. You know, sometimes yeah. I get so caught up in myself and you know the things that are going on in my life, and oh, I really wish this would go by quicker, or I wish I'd see that breakthrough quicker. And it's like, no, I, I want. I want your timing, not mine. Yeah. It's always the right timing. And, you know, it's always, he's always going to give us what we need at the right time, the right amount as yeah. well. So, yeah, it was good. I like what she also said, you know, like that we live in the here and now and the not yet. Like, and I think that to me was another little culture shift because a lot of us live in the here and now. And we also tend to live in the past. We like to dwell on things and mm-hmm. like, hold resentment and hold disappointment from like, oh, this was a time where something didn't happen or something happened that I didn't want to. Um, So I can hold a grudge. Like we hold grudges against God all the time. And instead she was like, no, no, we live in the here and now and the not yet, like the hope and the like expectation that something will happen and that God is moving. Like, again, that was one of those like, oh, people needed to hear that. It's a simple truth but we forget about it because we get so focused on the negatives and the hurts of our past that we tend to live by them and our whole life is shaped by them. And she was, Pastor Jill really kind of changed that perspective for mm-hmm. I think a lot of people and that was really cool. Yeah. And then Isaiah 43, mm-hmm. I believe she mentioned some of that, um, the, the idea of forgetting the former things. Yeah. And like... um like don't dwell on the past, see that God's doing a new thing. Like that whole idea is beautiful. Um, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. I yeah. wrote that down. I'm not absolutely sure if she mentioned that, but I thought about that. She first. mentioned a lot of scripture. Yeah. It was pretty, yeah. yeah. I think there was like um, 60 plus scripture references, which was amazing. Yeah. So I, I love that we can always look back on the past and look at the good times and be thankful for them. Mm-hmm. But let's not get stuck there because God's doing something right now mm-hmm. and he's still doing something in, you know, the future yeah. in the days ahead and, and he's doing a new thing. Yeah. It's not old. It hasn't been done before and that's exciting. Yeah. You know? So I love that, that thought too. Yeah. It was really good. Her first point, um, you know, kind of practical handle was, you know, consider him faithful. Mm-hmm. And she brought up all the references throughout the scriptures where we see men and women of God clinging to, to his faithfulness, whether it was, you know, Noah was faithful and he built an ark or Abraham 
was faithful or Sarah was faithful and all these people were faithful and and knew that God was going to come through for them for them and like how that just changed the way they went about it like with this unabandoned just recklessness as far as like following what God's ideas and wills were for them so I thought that was really good and they were faithful before they saw it happen yeah you know which is that's the kicker that's like, the hard part I feel like I can't remember who said it. I heard a pastor say this one time. Like, what is your, um, like, basically, what is your worship like before you see the breakthrough? Yeah. Or what is, you know, your belief in God like? What is your faith like when you haven't seen it come to fruition yet? When yeah. you haven't seen the miracle, what is it like then? And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. These, 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 you know, men and women of God, they, they had faith in God. They trusted him even when they didn't see it yet. Even yeah. when they didn't see it, they're like, I still trust you. And that yeah. was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I love the idea too that it gets back to like God's timeline. Like they trusted that he was going to deliver on the promises that he made to them, mm-hmm. whether it was the next day or whether it was 25 years from now, whatever it may be, they trusted, okay, if God says it, it's done. It's a done deal for yeah, sure. it's already there. Um, so all I have to do is remain faithful, even though there's opposite, even though there's hard times, and even though like, like it kept it made me think. And she brought up Israel, like the nation of Israel, <laughs> a lot. It made me think about them quite a bit, and whether it was Exodus or any of the the stories we hear about the nation of Israel, but the times where people were giving up or were getting frustrated or saying, you know, why not now? Why not then? You know, these type of questions. But God still delivered the faithful. You know what I mean? I'm like mm-hmm. that was the the moment that, or the, the the image that kept popping in my head. Um, so I think that was a cool it was a cool moment of perspective in the sense of like like you said, these men and women of God clung to the promises that God made them, even though they had no idea when it was going to come to fruition, when the when the promises were going to be fulfilled. They just trusted. Mm-hmm. you know, and it paid off. Yep. And when they didn't trust and when the, we see the examples of those who don't trust, how it didn't pay off, you know, like yeah, there's Israelites complaining yeah. and complaining. And yeah, she mentioned all that and that was so good. I was like, dang, yeah, yeah. they did complain a lot, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely a shift. It was like, and she talked about that, the difference between complaining and lamenting between yep. like Israel and David. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's a, di- yeah, okay. There's this makes difference. sense. Stop yeah. complaining. Start yeah. lamenting. And I don't know, I, I guess she mentioned it before that section, like talking about the difference between lamenting and complaining. But um, I love that she made the point that we should act like he is. Yeah. And we should respond like he is. And I immediately, just in this moment, I thought about like those bracelets, what would Jesus do? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, cool. Simple. Like, it's great having that bracelet on as that reminder. Yeah. But um, that is is a great thing to remember. Like, we need to act like he is. We need to respond like he is. And sometimes that's responding with a lament, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between complaining and lamenting. Yeah. um, She talked about her kids, too, and how, like, what what the difference looks like exactly and that's sometimes correction is needed as well and like from god to his children and that's okay yeah it makes us better um yeah and stronger well and i like to like when she talked about those differences she basically said that complaints 
are us trying to put God on trial for how we're hurt or how we don't see something. We're like complaining to him and say, why aren't you doing this? Like that's what a complaint essentially is. Whereas lamenting is taking our hurts and our sorrows and putting them before God, but still worshiping and still saying, I know you are who you say you are. And I know that like right now, I'm upset or I'm not happy in this moment. And she talked about her and pastors, Matt, losing their first child. And like Uh that moment of like utter disappointment and utter sadness, but it's still like God still is who he he says he is. You know what I mean? And like that was a really, I think, powerful moment of disappointment in their lives that could have completely changed everything. And it did change everything, I think, for them. But they chose to trust that God was still who he said he was, is, and was still going to act in their life in a way that was powerful and moving and things like that. So that was really, I think, encouraging. But yeah, the difference between lamenting and complaining, I never thought about it before. Me either. Yeah, I really didn't think about how, yeah, there is a there is a huge difference. Or to even bring up that topic, you know? Yeah. Like the, the difference between those two words is like, oh, th- that's important. It's important to like take inventory of when it comes to your own life. Yeah. And, and just the simple analogy of Israel, the nation of Israel, and David, like the comparison of like the two. I was like, oh, okay. This is what this is what they talk about. Like David lamented. David when he was writing the Psalms or any of these things. Like there was there was sorrow, but there was also this joy and appreciation for what God was doing, was going to do and hadn't, you know, hadn't done yet. And like, but Israel, we see time and time again, but she, she listed all the things they were complaining about water. They were complaining about food. They were complaining about the desert. They were complaining about this, you know, yeah. Moses was on the mountain for too long. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> like was simple amazing. things. It was amazing. So. And then it goes back to, again, like um, we can, I guess we can come before God and be like, why, why, why? Or we can come to God and be like, you know what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. And hey, I give it to you. And I choose to praise you still. Yeah. Like what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. And remembering that God has set the timeline for us. Like she yeah. mentioned that too. And like, okay, cool. Yep. It's his time. time. When I, I think lamenting, when we learn how to do that, it makes her second handle so much easier, which her second handle was keep going. Mm. Like, and that I think is the difference that lamenting, the shift from complaining to lamenting allows to happen because David, again, lamented, but he saw time and time again, God act and move and fulfill promises in his life. And we read about that all the time. So it was like, you just have to keep going, like keep trusting that God is who he says he is and is going to do the things that he says he's going to do. Yeah. You know, for sure. So and it seems simple, like keep going. But I think we've all been in moments in our lives where keeping going is actually like the hardest thing we could probably do in that moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like some people I'm sure have experienced it, you know, just horrible situations where to keep going. And I hear stories about that all the time, like this profound faith that like how people get through it. I can't imagine how people get through certain situations, but they do because of this amazing faith. And I like... I respect and look up to those people like immensely because I, you know, it's, it's easy to say on this side of things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would keep going or everything. But when it actually happens, exactly. Actually tested in that. 
I think it's a different story altogether. Yep. And that's, that's when that community aspect really comes into play too, like having the right people around you. When you go through something that is disappointing or tragic, who are you surrounded by? Yeah. Are they people that are going to, you know, help pick you up to yeah. get out of that rut that you're in because of the disappointment that you're feeling? And, and I love that, you know, Pastor Jill felt comfortable enough to share her a little bit of her story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had good, they both had good people around them. Yeah. And I know that community wasn't like a, a feature of the message, but I just, I was just thinking about that too. Like community is so important when we're going through a hard time. Yeah. Who are you surrounded by? Well, it's one um, of those, like, I think it's an unspoken part of the message because it's such a big part of our house, mm-hmm. you know, like it's interweaved in everything that we do. So yeah, I think it goes without saying, but I agree. Like it, it made me think like the things that she referenced in the scenarios are the moments I was just like, yeah, like being surrounded with the right people is such a critical part. But then she got even more practical, not even more practical, but practical enough where she said like really God's word like holds all these truths like that we need in these situations. And they were like, know who he says he is. And know who he says you are, mm-hmm. like how important you are to him. And she referenced a ton of scripture. So many promises. I loved it. Yeah. And that was by no means exhaustive. And she even said like, there's more, you know, just like read from start to finish. You would catch it up. But it just time and time again of like God saying, this is who I am. And these are the promises that I'm making to you, you know? And there's like, there's so many moments in the scriptures where we read those and I think it would be easy to kind of like gloss over them because there are so many and it's like, yeah, of course, God is this, God is that and everything. But it's like never, ever, ever losing sight, like sight of how important those moments are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that takes some time to look up all those scriptures. That was too. a big, yeah, it was and exhaustive. I had to put all the scriptures in the pro presenter slides and I was like, oh my gosh, this God is a lot. Bless. No, that's, that's great though. Like she had that list yeah, of, of all of the, you know, addresses behind her on the screen yeah. or on the on the wall of all the Bible scriptures and stuff. But she's like reading them out. And I really felt like the, just each promise and truth was like washing over me, yeah. you know? And well, I, even more, even besides that, when she like listed all the different names that God has in the scriptures, you know, um, like I, I have, I wrote some of them down, but you know, El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, El Elyon, the Most High God. Like it's all these referring to like these different aspects of who he is Mm -hmm. and all the promises that he's made. And it's like even those names alone, like if you remember those names, it just tells you like, oh, this is this is God we're talking about. Of course, he's going to come through for me. You Mm -hmm. know, of course, he's going to have those promises fulfilled. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah. And and then again, that the know who he says we are. You know, he, it speaks about in the scriptures all the time, like we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, things right. like that. Like that should be enough for us. <laughs> for sure. And there's a lot of power in just, you know, writing down scripture and reading it out loud, like each day. I don't do that nearly enough, Yeah, yeah. but Pastor Bob um, always encourages me to do that, like memorize scripture and like recite it every day, like the truths and promises that, that are found in his word. 
and yeah. let it wash over you. And it like you'd be amazed with how different your day would start. Yeah. You know, if like we if we all were encouraged to do that, I think um it's a beautiful thing. But I love that she, you know, she was just reading all those scriptures and then she also just mentioned like know who he says he is and like he is light he is with us i wasn't able to write all of them down but mm-hmm. like he, he's our helper he's our sustainer the only god he is the i am like yeah um he's everlasting like just knowing those and meditating on those things like uh, that's everything yeah i think i love too that this message i mean she could have gone on and on and it would have been so engaging but the the simple truth and she kind of wraps it up here in the end is okay when we're faced with disappointment in life the best thing to do is turn that disappointment into hope like that is the bottom line and we have hope yep we have hope in jesus we have hope in that things are going to be better and there is something else waiting for us on the other side of a turn you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's that that kind of hope that's innate and it's so easy to lose sight of that sometimes because this world can beat you down like no instance or buzz about it. it will beat you down if you don't if you're not careful but if you cling to that hope everything's everything's better you know absolutely so yeah it was great. And yeah, if it is the wrap up for this series, man, what a way to wrap it up. What a powerful series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was great. We serve the God that makes the impossible possible. So there's there's always hope. So good. We hope you enjoyed that and it helped you and challenged you to grow. Please share it along with the message with someone in your life who needs to hear it. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts on the message or deep dive with us or just say hey by emailing us at podcast at colonialchurch.life or visiting us at colonialchurch.life. Until next time, God bless.